Hello, this is Dancing Bear, your autistic prince, the people's chosen, the forgotten king of a lost line, and ever your servant. Hi, I'm Tom, the other guy. I had to take a, a pause there for a dramaticness. Who, who, who told you you were a king? Oh, come on, it's You're pretty a obvious. <laughs> Can we not have jesters and king? Look at the mad King George, for those who have historical knowledge. Was he not a jester too? No, because yes. the jester's job is to bring back. Yeah, I know, to, to entertain the, the royal. I thought the jester was to entertain the no. royal too. Who am I thinking of? The court yeah, jester. A, a jester is supposed to light hearten, but if anyone's got real bad news to bring to the king, the jester comes in. Oh, I didn't Hence know the saying that. is the jester said to the king, bad news mm-hmm. I must bring. <laughs> so you're the jester then, because you've just given me bad news. You've yeah, just I informed have. me I'm not a king. No, I, I haven't informed you you're not a king. I've just been like, are you deluded me? <laughs> are you deluded? No, but I am a king. But carry on. So, before we get underway, we do have something to say. Over the next coming weeks, we know we don't really manage to stick to a... Routine. Routine very well. But over the next coming weeks, there might be two or three weeks without a podcast or something. Yes. Um, I'm going to be a dad. Has a, has a baby that yeah. could arrive any minute. Yeah, pretty much. And so if everyone's getting annoyed saying, oh, why did, why are they not keeping up with the schedule? We do apologise, but I'm sure you'll understand, which I'm ever grateful for, that life just gets in the way. And obviously my son will always come first. And as much as I love doing the podcast... And I do, you know, got to get my priorities sorted. So that's it. That's yeah. all I needed to say. So, yeah, if there's, there's no podcast, it's probably Yeah, my, anyway. I've got a, my son. And we will try and upload on up. Sunday now instead of Saturday. Yeah. Um, we were meant to be doing one last weekend uh, as well, as people have already noticed. But, uh, again, things just got in the way and I had to sort it out. I couldn't ignore it. So we do apologise. Because we know we do have have, a, have an audience, and if we feel like we let, we've let you down, we do apologise, but end of the day... And don't think it's because we're lazy or anything, because how many... I, I, I'm I I'm more of the driving force of this, you know. You you see it as a hobby, I'm, I'm like, work, it's like, come on, yes, you've got to do are. it. You're... Where are you? You're late, I'm docking <laughs> your pay. You don't even pay me. Right, I paid you, and now I've docked it. <laughs> anyway... Let's talk about some interesting things. We've got yeah. superhero-related stuff. Yes, we've a lot's happened this week, mm. hasn't it? Well, these past few weeks, though, I say. Um, what would you like to cover first? Like, I, I, I want to go a bit more into Picard. Or did you want to leave that until later? I know you want to talk about your favourite actor. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. my favourite actor. No, 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 no. Have you heard? I just want to talk briefly <laughs> about, before you try and derail me there, have you seen what he's he said? I haven't, no. So he's going to be Black Adam. Mm. The Superman. I did know yeah. that, yeah. Superman? Shazam. Well, yeah. I mean, he can take yeah. Superman. The villain too, Shazam. Yeah, but he's he is strong enough to like go toe-to-toe with Superman. Yeah. He has done. Yeah. But he's basically said, his workout regime, there's going to be no pads in that suit he's wearing. It's going to be all him. And he challenges <laughs> anyone else in the movie with him to do the same. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, mate. But his arm... Did, have you ever seen that picture? And it's like, his arms, measurement, width and length are one Kylie Minogue. I didn't know that, no. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, God. I do like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, I think you, he's a brilliant actor. Do you know what? Being... You're going to laugh at me because even though he receives the recognition he does, 
Um, so people, I know I can hear people disagreeing with me already, but I honestly think he's an underrated actor well, because he's the getting thing. the roles. With this the... role, yeah, he's got to now play a villain, yeah, and not just any villain. Like arguably one of the biggest in yeah. the DCU. He's playing Black Adam. Yeah, he's the arch nemesis too. Shazam, a being that's been alive for like thousands of years and done horrific shit. So he'll get it'll be an opportunity to get those acting chops yeah. out, won't it? I so. mean, he'll probably still be charismatic because every good villain has to be. In a way, I want to. In other superheroes, I, I want to explore your passion and your <laughs> your Vin Diesel. Let's get let's get it out of the way. Okay, right. okay. so let's let's context this story. Over the past week, I want you to really go to town on this. Like over the past week, we've had two <laughs> superhero movie trailers. One for Morbius. The uh, living vampire. Yeah. And one starring Jared Leto. Leto? Leto? Jared Leto, I've always Jared Leto. Um, I could be wrong pronouncing it that way. And one for Bloodshot, which is not a Marvel movie. It's from a comic that is apparently best-selling and blah, blah, blah. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, And that stars Vin Diesel. Now, one trailer... They both... Released around the same time, but I feel they've both gone for similar vibes. Yeah. The Tortured Man and... Yeah. The Morpheus trailer. Let's talk about that first. Morpheus. Right, okay, go on. What do you think of it? I think it's got potential. Right, this is the one with Jared Leto, yes. isn't it? Right. The film, to be fair, looked pretty good. The one thing that put me off is was Jared Leto. Himself, yeah. And that's not... A, a, and I don't want that to come across as a personal dig against him. Uh, I just disagree, creatively disagree with his portrayal of the Joker. Which I think is the stigma a lot of people are now have against him. Yeah. He ruined the Joker, is he going to ruin this? Which No, I wouldn't say... Sorry to cut you off there. I wouldn't say he ruined the Joker. The same way I wouldn't say Stephen Moffat ruined Doctor Who. I just... The way I look... I try and look at it now is... I just don't agree where they went with it creatively. And where I disagree, I know others will agree. Yeah, it was a a different direction, if you would. But basically, no one can ruin two comic book characters twice in a row, can they? I don't think they can, or have they? Well, we'll see if he can or not. Uh-huh. I think it it does look good, the direction they're going in. Yeah. And it's, as far as I know, still the plan with Sony is to make a villain anti-hero themed universe. So yeah. this is possibly set in the same universe as Venom. Which means you'll have an entire Marvel universe set with a bunch of heroes that... To survive, have to eat people. Venom. Lovely. What's going on with Superman now, then? Is he going to be the bridge between two universes? Because Sony and Marvel, uh, they struck a deal, I believe. Uh, Superman. Excuse me, Spider-Man. So what is going on? Is he going to be like a bridge between two universes? Is he going to be in the Venom universe and the MCU? Explain it a little bit. What is going on, then? What's the plan? far as I know, yeah. which I haven't looked into this too much, because to be honest, I just couldn't be asked keeping up with it. No, it was S- quite... Spider-Man will have a cameo. Tom Holland Spider-Man will have a cameo in uh, Venom 2. So is it going to be two different universes, or is this going to be an added extra of the we MCU? Don't know. We Spider-Man don't know. could start falling through other dimensions and stuff. Yeah, that because I reckon, I've got a theory... That we're not getting Marvel movies for a whole year, are we now? Really? Yeah. So what I think's the what's the Doctor Strange multiverse madness? Mm. I reckon that'll like might explain it. I'm not saying they will, but that's an opportunity where they could say Spider Man actually. Well, did you know comic wise, un- Spider Man's powers aren't scientific? 
I didn't know that, no. The spider bit him and gave him the powers, but he actually got the powers. It's something like um, he's the living avatar of the web of life. Really? Yeah, which is why there's always a Spider-Man in every universe. Wow. That's like, weird. Yeah. His, his powers are actually magical. Wow. In nature. So you could actually explain Tobey Maguire's fucking universe then, couldn't you? Mm. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair, th- those were like some of the first or second run-ins with trying to make a superhero movie yeah. franchise, and it worked. Yeah, ish. Before that, you had Batman and Superman. Yeah. Then you had Spider-Man. X-Men came before Spider-Man. Did it? it? Yeah. X-Men came out 2000, 2001, where Spider-Man was 2002. I only know because autism's great for having a good memory for uh, prolific information. The very first movie I ever went to in the cinema was Spider-Man. Ooh. You know the first movie I ever saw? No. But you were about to tell me. Rugrats the movie. (laughs) At the cinema, Rugrats the movie. I don't even remember that movie. But anyway, (laughs) moving on. So there is a movie coming out as well as this... um, Morbius, and it's called Bloodshot. Now, it, it stars arguably one of the great... Sorry, I get greatest and shittest mixed <laughs> up sometimes. It stars Vin Diesel. Now, to watch this trailer, I forced you to watch it at gunpoint. <laughs> and I, I, I was like, what do you think of this? And we both... It looks very dated, doesn't it? Right. This is my issue on it, right? Let me say the premise. The premise of the movie is basically um, some guy, very original plot here. Some guy decides to try and make super soldiers and Vin Diesel's super soldier starts growing a conscience and starts rebelling. But he's got nanites in him so he heals really fast and he's strong and he's fast. Um, imagine Captain America with healing. Oh, and Vin Diesel's playing him. Right, this is my issue with the film. Oh. It is very dated... In the, it seems very dated in the sense that it show, the, the dress sense is very 90s and not good 90s either. Imagine all the imagine all the music videos that came out of the 90s. Imagine their attire and all the cheesiness that came with it. That's pretty much what this movie attire is. I also think Vin Diesel is... You're going to hate me. I know a lot of people are probably Vin Diesel fans. He is very overrated and I don't think... He should have the recognition he deserves. He is an actor and he is somewhat good. But I don't know if you've ever noticed, he plays the same person. Yeah, he plays Vin Diesel. Do you know what I mean? He's never broadened his horizons, I don't think, creatively. The the trailer for this movie, when it came out and I watched it, the the second trailer. It is so nice. If it came out... It It looks... what it looks like to me is a Fast and Furious movie with superpowers. I'm not going to lie to you. I honestly believe if you hadn't shown me that trailer and that film came out and you just showed it to me and didn't tell me how old it was, I'd have probably asked you, was this something that came out before Matrix? That's how dated it looks, It just, in my opinion. Even the bloodshot, I, I, I can't describe it. It was like Blade meets Matrix. Do you reckon that this movie was Vin Diesel's attempt at, well, if Hobbs and Shaw can come out, I'll be in my own superhero movies. Yeah, yeah. Blackjack and hookers. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, what is your... I mean, say, we've got to be honest to whatever faithful audience. Me and you had a quite a descriptive conversation about don't why like you Vin don't Diesel. like Vin Diesel. So I think 
You should go into a bit more detail there too. I don't like Vin Diesel from some of the stuff I've heard. I mean, I'm sure if I met him, I wouldn't like him in person either. But, <laughs> well, I might actually, you never know. But yeah. I just don't, He's he seems very arrogant. Yeah. He He's said before that he's like one of the greatest actors of his generation. Wow. Before he gets scripts, he demands to see them and demands creative control and to make changes and stuff like that. Although, in fairness, with the Fast and Furious movies, he does try and do all he can to get as much practical effects in as he can because he doesn't like CGI, which to its detriment and also greatness is amazing to watch. When you see a real car doing all this shit rather than a CGI thing. What was it you were telling me about Groot that uh, well, piqued my interest? Because obviously he played... He, he feels he's brought something to the MCU that no one else has. But I'm going to ask anyone because I, to the best of my knowledge, couldn't see it. In both, I've got both Blu-rays of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, and I went through the special features, and at no point did I ever see Vin Diesel on set. Now, yes. he's in the movie to say three words, I and am and Groot. Because no one else could do that, could they? I mean, I mean I he does it. have that guttural. Yeah. But whenever they do the mocap suit to capture his emotions and face, yeah. why is he not in the green screen suit acting? Yeah. If he really feels this strongly that he's such a good actor, why is someone else capturing the movements for Groot? Does that mean they don't trust him enough to do these movements? Yeah. Or they just he just doesn't want to do it? Fair I'm point, sorry, but man. if that is a character I'm playing, that character moves like me. Yeah. Fair point. It's no, that's normally a valid point. Uh, Yandu's little first-hand mate on the cruise. It's normally him in Rocket Raccoon suit or... Um, Groot suit, but um, Bradley Cooper does do it sometimes. Wow. So, yeah, you're really not keen on his work, are you not, to be honest with you? Um, I liked Riddick and I liked um, Iron Giant, but apart from that... (laughs) Not a fan of him. uh, What's the other Riddick film? I I, I haven't seen him Oh, The Last Witch Hunter. Yeah. That was a pretty good movie. A lot of the stuff I've, I've I've watched with him in it, I've enjoyed. I enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy. I even enjoy Fast and Furious to a but certain extent. He plays extent. one-dimensional characters. He does, yeah. The very, Vin the very Diesel's shallow. biggest problem is no one's told him he's not a good actor. Yeah. Every time I've watched a Fast and Furious movie, there is a moment where all of a sudden it stops and Vin Diesel stands up and t- starts talking about family. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, mate, you're a bunch of fucking criminals. Yeah. Don't it try is, and bring this on like we're the good guys. You're yeah. a fucking criminal. Yeah. <laughs> Own it. Yeah. Fair point. Actually, that is quite annoying about Fast and Furious to talk about family. If you love your he family just, that much, just, why are you living a life of crime? He's just... Point made. Are you with me there? No, he, he's, he's just... Every movie. Yeah. It's like, after something happens, it's like, right now, let's all come together and talk about family. <laughs> Sorry, you've, you've got to put more... Let's all come together. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. I have heard he's when Hobbs and Shaw came out, he hated it. And as far as I know, Vin Diesel and Dwayne the Rock Johnson do not get on. No, they uh, they they really I didn't don't. know that. I thought I, I was under the impression. And I know actually, I did hear that they did. That's class. one one of the reasons that Vin Diesel wanted the Hobbs and Shaw movie stopped. He did. He campaigned against it. He didn't want it made because that. Officially now makes Vin Diesel the third most popular bald man in his own series. I'm not being disrespectful, but 
Why didn't Vin Diesel say something during Tokyo Drift? Because that doesn't hardly ever stars him. He, he only has a cameo appearance in the end. Yeah, but he was directing it or something, wasn't he? Was or he? Or he writ it? I'm not too sure. I, for, Tokyo Drift just happens to be one of my favourite Fast and Furious movies. And so, it just happens to be the one without Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Vin Diesel actually had a lot to say behind the scenes in that movie. I think, personally... If that was really you, then you should pursue more in making movies instead yeah. of starring no, in them. No, because that were good. He's, that he's, was a good he movie. He is good at writing things sometimes. Yeah. And he's good at stuff like that. But as an actor, I don't rate him much unless he's standing there saying, <clears throat> I am Groot. <laughs> I don't know. I, he's, he's one of them people, it's obviously. Like I know who he is, but I never really think much that much into Batista it. is Drax. Yeah. But he ain't really a great actor. And when he tries to do other things, it doesn't work a lot yeah. of times. Yeah, fair enough. He has to play that, a big dumb guy yeah. that's got a, <laughs> a big vocabulary. <laughs> you ever notice that with Drax? He, yeah. he he has an amazing like vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. He's quite dense. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. When he, What are the name of them batteries in the second Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, and he tries remember. to copy him, but he's completely wrong. And he goes... Um, arbitrary batteries or something like that and he says that's not what I said <laughs> that's not <laughs> oh yeah he's... what if I want to remove a man's spine <laughs> while he still lives <laughs> that's that's murder that's the worst crime of all <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably one of my who's your favourite character in Guardians I do of love Drax you do love Drax but Rocket, they're all good in their own I, way I aren't they Star Lord's well. good Rocket's good Drax is gold. I do love Yondu's um, gold. <laughs> Yondu's so, amazing. Yeah. I do love uh, in the comics and Guardians of the Galaxy. Here's here's some information for all Groot's you good. fans. Um, when Tony Stark meets the Guardians, you haven't read this one yet. Mm. Tony Stark had a list from when he was seven years old, and he loved Star Trek. <laughs> and on that list was a green woman. <laughs> now he got his list. He got his wish. But it did break his pelvis. Oh, wow. They really went there in the they comics. They went there. Oh, There's no. just comic panels of Gamora saying, does that bravado work on Earth? And Tony Stark, yes, hmm. every time. And then it cuts to the next scene. They're both in bed. She sits up, goes, I'm going to the bar. And he just says, ow. Oh, wow. So they've actually had... They have had coitus. Coitus. Sexual relations. Yeah. I think, realistically, would Tony Stark be Gamora's type? Tony Stark is everyone's type. Really? That's what Tony Stark does. So, is he like... Personally, I don't think he... Speaking as strictly as a bisexual man, he doesn't do it for me. I love the character, love the character, but doesn't do it for me. So, is he the the epitome of sex appeal, then, is he? In, In the Marvel Universe, he's one of them, yeah, isn't he? He's, he's that one. He's always... It's, I, I it's thought the money. Thor. To be honest with you, I thought everyone were more for Thor sexually. In some, Do you know what in I mean? In some Marvel comics, Thor looks like a potato. Right. Fair enough. I thought it was Thor that was the sex oh. appeal, to be honest with you. I never thought it was Iron Man. Not not in a million years would I said Iron Man's and the I'm, sex appeal. In some, they do try and write it out, and then sometimes they take it back. It depends who's writing it and their personal ideals. Yeah. Before anyone shouts at me. Because the run you read might not have contained this. Tony Stark is bisexual. Right, fair enough. Including a very humorous scene during, uh, I think it's Facton's run. Yeah. During 2008 time, where Tony Stark um, reboots his memory 
and they have to he wakes up and there is a poignant moment where he can't remember that him and Pepper Potts finally got together in the oh comics. no you can see where this is going but he also stood there and there's something happens I will have to try and dig it out and lend it you but um Doctor Strange gets involved and he goes through Tony Stark's memories and he sees a bunch of the one night stands included not limited to <laughs> uh Pepper Potts some other people uh Black Widow Winter Soldier Loki um <laughs> There's there's quite a few others, but yeah. Who's this summit? Tony Stark. <laughs> oh, Imagine no. Bucky trying to explain now on to Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Oh dear. Or four. Loki, what have you done? <laughs> Tony Stark. Tony <laughs> Stark. I'm just putting that in fans' head now. Imagine like Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Hiddleston. I reckon it'd be a market for that. Yeah. I honestly reckon they would. I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> <laughs> there right. even was one, right? And this this just shows, right? All you'd had to do, I typed in Star Trek Kirk and Spock, like looking for images, and there was homoerotic uh, uh, fanfic, uh, fan fiction if Kirk and Spock were gay together and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's a. There's a oh, God. <laughs> there can be a dark side to nerd culture. Just in, put it out no, there. No, it's, it's Rule 34. What? Rule 34 of the internet. If it exists. There's porn of it. People <laughs> on the internet, if it exists, there's porn of it. Wow. Yeah, the internet's a weird or place. Or fan fiction. And look at us. We're trying to be internet broadcasters. Have, have you ever seen that? Um, oh, wow. <laughs> have you ever seen that, that video, uh, that YouTube one? And it's Harry Potter and homoerotic subtext. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, yes. It, there was something similar to that called uh, Key of Awesome. And yeah, there was a lot of Harry Potter parodies like that. Um, interesting fact for any Harry Potter fans. Um, in Harry Potter, there's that purple triple-decker bus. In the night bus, was it? Is it yes. called the night bus? Yeah. That was made by Preston Bus and will be in Preston. Oh. It was made by Preston Buses. I didn't know that. Yes. So it was Lancashire made to a certain listener who I know listens to us, who's from Yorkshire. Yeah. So it was Lancashire made. Now I'm just gonna throw this out here. Only Northerners could be could think and create a triple decker bus. They are pretty amazing, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, you are pretty crazy. Yeah, mm. that is pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, just... but yeah. So it, uh, there's some sort of bus event going on, and the purple triple decker bus from Harry Potter will be there. Anyway, I wanted to go into detail because I have some information, ladies and gentlemen. Not necessarily plot information. But uh, some what the setting is going to be like in Picard. Now, for those who don't want anything spoiled at all, and that includes where it's going to be set, how it's going to be set, please avert your ears and skip this clip for another ten minutes. So, I'm gonna leave the room. <laughs> so, do you, do you not want me to talk about it? I mean, it's entirely up to you. So anyway, we have... I don't know if any of you out there have seen the Picard trailer. Have you, Koala? No. Uh, well, basically... Which one? Uh, th- I think it was one of the first trailers that came oh, out. Yeah, There's yeah. been a couple since. And um, basically, the setting is like 20 years after the events of Nemesis, which is pretty clever when you're considering it's actually been twenty years, in re- nearly 20 years in real time. And it's set... Uh, basically, the setting is, imagine a federation 
that has become to the point a superpower to the point where they felt they haven't had to grow. So it's become uh, somewhat stagnated. Mm. And so there's, there's a bit of a downfall in the Federation. For those that know, 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 know the Star Trek lore, obviously you'll become aware that at this point the Federation has just won, the, won a serious war 20 years ago with the Dominion. They, mm. they uh, faced off the Borg. So they're pretty top dog at this point. I mean, if you look, and this is how nerdy I'm really showing myself, if you look at the maps post Deep Space Nine, the Federation actually had more territory than Klingon and Romulan space combined. They had a lot of space. So they, was, they were pretty much the superpower. Um, yeah, or one the of the superpower. the problem with space is there's nothing, isn't it? Yeah, That's true. Why it's called space, to quote Under Siege 2. So, anyway, um, so other piece of information that I found out, obviously there's going to be cameos from people from Voyager, there's going to be cameos from The Next Generation, and a lot of characters... I want to see Picard and Janeway. A, a lot of characters, that's already happened, a lot of characters... Yeah, but again clash are going to clash with Picard that we were already familiar with because a lot of people blame Picard because of for some, for whatever reason because of this somewhat stagnation within the federation now the interesting thing about this is why Picard is that because he stepped down? I'm not too sure. They, possibly, but because the way Picard was going, he could have been top. Do you know off. what I would have done differently though? Why not blame Cisco? You could have done something like that with even Janeway because Janeway did a lot of questionable things as Captain in Voyager. Now I'm not saying that'd be the reason why the Federation yeah, but she stagnated. Did, but the difference with all them is they're not Picard. Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. As far as I remember, he became an admiral. What's next after admiral? top of the federation <laughs> yeah so they're probably blaming him because he could have been the man to pioneer it well no he he stepped down i do know he yeah he, he didn't even get that far i don't think um i could be wrong saying this but the impression i get with the trailers is he didn't even accept admiral was believe it or not captain kirk did he became an admiral then got demoted again yeah. i don't know if you know that but um picard he didn't he stepped down so i think the way the trailer was, and they kept mentioning Data, I think it was something to do with Data's death. I, it looks like they're going to explore Picard grieving because Data's frigging Data, man. How could you not grieve well, when he died? Data, in terms of the crew, was a child. Yeah. He was, what, five years old, technically? No, he was... A, I'll tell you, I actually knew the exact age. It was something like 30-odd. The android himself, because uh, uh, Sung, who created the uh, androids, uh, basically he created he created law after data, and he he created two uh, two or three thanks to Nemesis, and we have to consider it canon. Um, he created three androids: B four mm-hmm. before data, B four, which is pretty clever. To be fair, it is data and law. So leading uh, to one of my favourite data da- law. Da- yeah, data joined Starfleet. He had all the training. No, they didn't just uh, find him, and he just became a Starfleet officer. He had ten years training before he even got to where he was. So he had a life. He has a life behind him. So yeah, and you got to think as well. What you've said there, actually, you're right, but without realizing how right you were, he was essentially the child of the Enterprise. Yeah, because they because all he had very him. childlike qualities. And they they didn't all he? taught him right from wrong. And yeah. So, maybe Picard sees him as a surrogate son, but also I think this is going to hit hard for... Right, if you died now and got blown to pieces and I walked into Astor and saw chunks of Irvine everywhere, <laughs> you can buy and assemble. I wouldn't be best happy of it. No. And that is what this trailer makes out. Yeah. He's 
they've gone from making him data to a product well, they so, can well, create. Now, what interested me about the trailer as well, and I do have to put this forward, it looks like, now I could be wrong, but these are my predictions. This is should have been called a segment. Sorry. This, uh, Irvine's predictions for Star Trek. So this is another no, prediction. This, this is what we're about. We're talking. If you notice in the trailer, they seem like to be rows and rows of robots or androids. Did yeah, you notice they all that in the look like data. Now, this either could be uh, fan service, which has such negative uh, connotations because fan no. service isn't a bad what? thing as long as it's they make it central to the plot. Do you know what plot. I think it will be? Go on. For the Federation. Right, you can either keep throwing lives away, yeah. or how much cheaper would it be to have an entire starship You're right. populated with androids you... that you can mass produce and recycle? You're right, but I've got a valid point in this. Did you ever watch the Star Trek uh, TNG episode called Measure of a Man? Where they... Put data on trial. Is he essentially alive? Is he alive? alive? Does, I love does data have right? I, I tear you up. I can't... you got to feel for data, but... Do you know what I, I mean? Because there are some poignant speeches in yeah. there. Yeah. And as people know, we want to do stuff on Fiverr maybe it's, with people. I'll tell you what, there. it's it's one of the, probably without realising, it's probably one of the best, one of the best TNG episodes out there because I recommend anyone who's a, who's a massive Star Trek fan to just watch that episode again. And because you end up, the, the, there are some dark undertones in that episode, even because Whoopi Goldberg, who plays Guinan, actually has a certain speech and says, what if we make more datas? We could have a race of beings who can do the work that we don't want to do. We'd have a slave race. And it tackled a lot of sensitive issues there. It's going to go down that. Are they simply tools or are they alive? Yeah. Because if they are all basically modelled on data, exactly same and identical, yeah. which Geordi LaForge was gathering data and repairing him and everything, will they make a race of creatures that will suddenly become sentient? Yeah. They're, they're, That'll do other people's could, bidding for them. It could start a war in yeah. the Federation. Yeah. It's so there could, be, race. there could even be some, some of that going on. Um, what I do also know as well... If you prick well, them, do they not leak? Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love when Data says that. Also, there'll be a lot of um, follow-up. What happened to the uh, to the timeline, to the people that had to pick up the pieces after the destruction of Romulus? Because obviously that timeline still carried on, even though another one was created. Yeah. So there'll, be, there'll, be, there'll also be following up on that, the destruction of Romulus... Like how it's affected the Alpha Quadrant, the power struggle in that galaxy, which Entire I want to see. So even though I know I don't, I think a lot of people are saying, "Oh, Star Trek should be optimism," blah blah blah. Yes, it should. But to be quite frank with you, we've already seen that. Now let's see well, a universe where the Federation it it, it it's had without, its day sort of thing. Let's see a universe where the Federation, without realizing yeah. it, has become the tyrant. Yeah, possibly because you got to think. I know, I know, Kowal. Do you mind if I have another one? Sorry, no, I'm that's being rude. Flavor. I've oh, got right. a couple of different of flavors of um, Fisherman's Friends. Yeah, cherry and anisey. They are no way sponsoring us. I no. assure you. But, yeah, but I mean, if, any, out, if anyone contacts them for us, yeah, maybe got. like I don't know, a thousand people. So anyway, I think what's going to happen. Last prediction is. Since the Federation won the war with its Dominion, as I've previously stated, I think I think it would be clever to, and I, and I sort of hope and I predict this will happen, that the Federation has... 
because the Federation had no ma- has has had no major threats for twenty years mm. since the since the end of the Dominion War and the war got a bit of a kick is in. not a long time. It ten- mm, I disagree. I think it is, to be honest with you, because in terms twen- in terms of a human lifespan, yes, but in terms of a Klingon and a Vulcans, no. Klingons have about the same lifespan as humans do. I think they only have 50 years more, and a Vulcan has 200 or something. No, no one knows a Klingon's lifespan because no one's ever died of old age, but in Kirk's era, there are some movies where yeah. there are Klingons about 200 years old. Mm. They're Krogan. So I, I think the field they'll go for is because the Federation has had no threat, so they become quite stagnant. Mm. because they have no other threat, they have no one to compete against. Whereas you got to think, even in Kirk's time, there was the Klingon Empire, there was the Romulan Empire. When the Romulan and Klingon Empire weren't fighting each other, they were fighting the Federation. Mm. So there was always someone to compete against. Even in Picard's time, you had the Borg, you had the Dominion, all these threats. So they had to continuously search for new ways to better themselves in order to protect what their, their ideals, their values. Yeah. I th- I don't think they should. I don't think they should create a new threat. I, I think, if anything, if they want to go down that road, is explore the Borg somewhat because we still don't know anything about the. Well, we do, but we don't know a lot about the Borg. Not really. We don't sure. know where they came from. We know that they came from the Delta Quadrant, which is where Voyager got hurtled to. But that's it. We don't know anything about the homeworld. So I think, if anything, they should explore more into that. In a way, I hope they don't, because I think a lot of the mystery around the Borg is, is helped. I won't say it's the main reason, but it's helped to make them as successful as they are. But yeah, um, those are my predictions for Picard. Mm. And I know... Oh, I forgot his name. Who plays Riker? He's, the, the, I know the name as well. Folks. No. Oh. But the actor who, who portrays Commander Riker yeah. is going to be in it, so... Yeah, and I'm Deanna looking forward Troy to it. And Seven of Nine. It, yeah, you got to think as well. All my chat. Oh, oh, you I wonder know. if we're going to have another scene with Seven of Nine of her saying, "I want to go back to the collective," because <laughs> that never happened. She she tried to rejoin a bit half a dozen times after she yeah. left, didn't she? But yeah. Um, so keeping the Star Trek theme alive, have you seen the fourth Star Trek movie in this new one? What's been said about it? No, I don't. So it's a different director's taken over, yeah. and it slightly annoyed me because we've had it's this not Quentin Tarantino, before. is it? No. We've slightly had this conversation before. Basically, fourth Star Trek movie in this new series movie is coming out, and he has turned around and said, I am going to make a movie close to the ideals of Jim Roddenberry. I will make sure I keep to that. Won't work. Not now. We've seen it. It's not, so, it's not even so much as that lot. Basically, Jim Roddenberry's idea of Star Trek mm. was... Um, Everyone's always got to be at peace. The Federation has to be the best of the best of what humans can be. Won't work. And also ships aren't allowed to fire on them at all. Yeah, that's really going to be... Like on jets and stuff, no fire. Won't work. (laughs) And all ships have to be designed so they're for exploring, not military. So crews have to be like... Uh, like bridges have to be apart. But they have and... to find a way to defend themselves. Exactly. Right, this is what annoys me about the. It's called the, what you're referencing there is called the Roddenberry box, and I know we've talked about this in a previous podcast. And yeah, there's 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 a lot of logical inconsistencies with the Roddenberry box. Because he way. hated a lot of the later movies. He hated Undiscovered Country. 
arguably one of the best Star Trek movies ever to come out of the franchise, next to Wrath of Khan. So, as much what? as I love Gene Roddenberry. Yeah, he created this world, now let us... I mean, yeah, all right, creative control is his world, we're changing it. But here's what it is. Mm. Also, Star Trek news, Discovery, that's the series. Apparently, there's two more series that we don't know about. We know of the Section 31 series coming out. That's already started filming. I didn't know any of this. Filming, and it stars arguably one of the most interesting characters in Star Trek mm. recently. Yeah. Um, I forget his name. Klingon guy who became human. Klingon guy who became human. In Discovery. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it stars him. And... To me, that's a new canon, so I don't because, consider that canon. Because of his um, being Klingon, it's possible that he's still alive in Kirk's... Uh, not Kirk's time. Card's time and things like that. Really? Interesting. Because they... It is an interesting thought. If he's a shadowy operative existing with advanced technology and stuff like this in Section 31 that's always 10 years ahead of the Federation. And the Klingon's lifespan has never definitively been dealt with. And a Klingon can live. They say a Klingon, that lifespan has never been measured. He could easily be alive in Picard's time. Probably will be. But yes, so there's the Section 31 series. Mm, Yeah. Discovery. An animated series with Nickelodeon. Right. Two more series that apparently have not been announced and possibly a series in the same canon as Discovery. Yeah. About Captain Pike. I think that'd be interesting. Captain Pike. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give kudos and to Discovery that, now. They've actually actor, made Captain Pike's character interesting. That haven't actor they? was really good as Pike, I think. He was. No, he was. I completely agree. So yeah. I'm just moving my phone. Um, no, I, I reckon he was. Um but uh, yeah, the awkwardness. We were just both moving yeah, the phones then. I don't know why. But no, um, I will give definitely give credit where it's most definitely due with Discovery. They gave Pike um, another dimension. I want to say. Mm. So, so what do you feel about a Section Thirty One series though? Because we already saw it with the whole AI wanting to take over. Do you know what that? I'm they've go- already got the badges leading to the what the hell? Kind I'm going to be honest with you now. If I was right, would you watch a Black Ops version? I, of Star Trek? Hypothetically speaking, there is a point to this. Um, I'm not I'm not getting sidetracked. I promise you. Now, if I was head of Star Trek, the entire franchise, the works, right? I would really go to town. I would explore every aspect. Uh, so when you tell me, what about this show, uh, Section 31, go for it. Even if it doesn't work, go for it. Because that way, then, you if you have a variety of shows that explores constant themes under the same franchise, in my opinion, there's a bit there for everybody. Plus, they could do what Marvel does really well. and yeah. You could see something in one episode on one show and realise yeah. maybe go in the background of one show, yeah. Michael's running through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, or, go for it. I love the but, idea of Section 31. Just go for it. Go, what? These other two shows that have been announced in the Star Trek universe, what do you want them to be? What would you love a show ooh. on? Remember, this is to flesh oh. out the discovery. Do you know era. what? They tried doing it on Enterprise, sort of like, what What was Earth like after they found that they, they, they discovered the Vulcans? Um, they found out there was life on other planets. The formulation of the Federation. There's all sorts. The 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 Earth Romulan War. They was gonna explore in Star Trek Enterprise, but 
Again, we'll get to that. all Star Trek Even shows run into the same thing besides Deep Space Nine. The eugenics wars. I was just starring a young Kong. That. That'd be interesting. The that. all Star Trek's run into the same thing besides Deep Space Nine, where they're always on a ship traveling somewhere. Yeah. Imagine an entire series just set on one planet or something. Yeah. Do you know what? I think... I do know that Discovery, the next season or something, there was rumours about it is going to have a Khan in it from the parallel universe. Wow. Could work. It could work. Depends who they get to play him. Who bring would Benedict you say the best Khan. actor to play Khan? Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, bring him say? back. Did you ever see the young, uh, the, the, the first version of Khan? From the other two movies? Yeah, 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 yeah I love yeah. that actor. Yeah, he was. So you've have you ever seen Wrath of Khan and yeah. movies like that? I, I didn't know if you'd seen them or not. I don't remember, but yeah, of course I've seen them. <laughs> Good movie. Yeah. I love the lightsaber fight in the second bit. The lightsaber yeah. fight. I'm just trying to annoy you now, dickhead. <laughs> dickhead lightsaber fight. Wrath of Khan, not Attack of the Clones and shit. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna actually start a debate: Star Trek versus Star Wars. Both. Both. Yeah. <laughs> just to piss, just to see you'd reply. Star Trek I'm more news. Star Trek myself. But. Star Wars news, though. Mm. Um, Disney have already announced we're going to start making more Star Wars movies. It's yeah, like, yeah, hang yeah, on, yeah. you haven't finished this series. No, we're making more, and we're setting them possibly in the um, golden age of the Republic, some 500 years before uh, Star Wars Episode One. Where ah. Yoda is like 200 and the Republic is good, but it's also the time in Star Star Wars canon yeah. that I think it's Darth Reavers came up for the Sith with the rule of two. Only right. two Sith Lords may exist at one time, otherwise we'll <laughs> kill each other constantly. <laughs> That'd be interesting though. I, there's one thing I've never liked about um, Star Wars is this rule of two the Sith have. I hate it. There, there is a reason for it. it. No, I know, I know, I understand. But it I would understand be, the it fundamental would be nice basic. To see. But imagine Siths like constantly killing each other. You'd have factions of Sith. Not reckon that'd be yeah, interesting. Because you can go. They could do the story of Darth Plagueis the White. Yeah, who would you who would you play to play Darth Plagueis the White? Vin Diesel. Fuck off. <laughs> Just that he's not even funny. Do you know who I think? Um, I want no. What well, I'm interested to see though, yeah. in this, if they do this, I want to see a Yoda in his prime. Yeah, because Yoda was pretty fucking awesome in Attack of the Clones. That's yeah. the only good thing about that movie. Come on, let's admit it. That's the only reason why anyone watches the movie is fucking watch Yoda. I think stuff. Christopher Lee's portrayal was a pretty good part of that movie. Yeah, he's a yeah. menacing villain. Yeah, Dooku and. Obviously, he played Dracula. So he had, he had a very and, of course. Saruman. 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 Yeah, Saruman's yeah. the eye thing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was just a great actor overall. He, he was. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, no. That, that could be an interesting. And it's mm. set, possibly. These are only ruminations right now, so it could change by tomorrow. Rumination. Of. Um, dum, 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 dum. I don't know why I did that. Possibly being set 500 years in the past and not being a saga like before. An interweaving collection of movies the same as what Disney have done with Marvel. Ah. So they could have... They've basically... They've gone before all known canon yeah. movie-wise and they can make all sorts of movies. We could have a movie set entirely on Mandalore. Ah, fair enough. What do you take... What's your... What, the making... A Kenobi, is it movie or series? Series. series? How well do you reckon that'll do? I'm I'm hoping it will do all right. Is it animated? No. 
It's not animated. No. I was under the impression it was, I, but I don't think it is. Even, but no. I hope it isn't. I I really do. You reckon there's stories to tell in, in the wilderness years of Kenobi, like what what he got up to between episode three well, and four. Do you I reckon there's a I market think, there? I think there is because he's on Tatooine, uh, yeah. a Jedi on the run. Yeah. How the hell did he survive unnoticed for thirty years? He just hid really well. Just in a cave. <laughs> in a All cave. it's going to be is thirty minutes, <laughs> an hour, oh, twelve episodes of him just sat in the corner doing nothing. <laughs> oh, you could do some really funny things like what could all be got up to for twenty years, and yeah. be like cut scenes of him on the crapper and him reading the. <laughs> <laughs> Turning a little statue of Yoda around. Ra- just sat on this armchair, looking out window like. <sighs> have you ever seen? Have you, have you ever seen Castaway? I. Uh... <laughs> Turns Yoda around while he has business. <laughs> Strokes the Don't look at me, Yoda. Oh god. No, but the thing, the thing with this series is, at the end of episode three, Yoda teaches him how to talk to the Force ghosts. Yes, he would. He, he and was he, learning how to speak to Qui Gon yes. and those that had suddenly passed. So I passed. hope, I hope there is at least a cameo with Liam Neeson. Yeah, I hope so. That'd be interesting. It'd be interesting because that means this. It, it could go from what we've just talked about yeah. of him just doing day to day things. Yeah. To a like sitcom of him, Yoda, and Qui Gon in a cave. <laughs> It would be interesting because at the same point, there is a market for it because think about the time. Yep. This is going to be set during the entire rise of the Emperor. Yes. So the entire planet is on. Everything will change. Isn't Tatooine part of Hut Space though? It is. Yeah. But the Empire so... start muscling in and there's Imperial troops around. Right. I'd like to see Jabba some... the Hutt's okay with that because he's quite territorial himself, well, the isn't he? Are, yeah. But at the same point, it's times change. The old gangsters uh, go, but I mean, it, that I seems... thought there was. All, sorry to cut you off. There, I thought there was organized crime in the it, Imperial it was. Empire. There That's was. what the huts are. They yeah. are the mafia dons. But at the same point, they probably have an understanding with the emperor. Yeah, like the empire. So they know not to push the emperor because let's face it. Even though they put a lot of emphasis, even in the movies, how powerful the huts are. Let's face it, the Emperor would take him to town if he wanted to. They've got a death to. to blow up the planet. Well, not, not just that, though. I mean, to say, do you reckon the Huts are appealing to the Emperor, like trying to, constantly trying to get on his good side so they don't go for him? I or... reckon there's, there's secret backhand deals and things. Because yeah. let's face it, as powerful as the Huts are, they work through crime and gangsters. They don't have, like, Star Destroyers. No. Those, like, horrible fucking ships... The, so do you look reckon, like someone's got a car air freshener. Do you reckon and a pine that, that spray there is a bit of a loophole? Or do you reckon like I know I know this is pure speculation at this point, but do you reckon that, that that's how Kenobi got away with hiding on Tatooine because he might have had to Emp- make a deal with the Huts. Yeah, you never know. He might have have had to work for them. Yeah, that would be interesting. What has Kenobi had to do to survive thirty years? Would you th- think Jedi's don't have money? I can't see Kenobi working for the Huts though. Like. I don't know. It'd be very clever creatively to have that sort of angle. Someone, someone who has to do dirty work just to keep hiding yeah. from a from a worse or um, a more wicked evil. Um, but I don't. I don't know. Would they betray the? Would it be betraying the character of Obi Wan Kenobi? Because Obi Wan Kenobi, everything he stands for, 
would never do dirty work like that. He, he, he's one of those that would sacrifice himself before ever hurting anybody, isn't he? He's a That's warrior. That's the impression I get from Kenobi. He is. He, he's a warrior. Well, yeah, he's a warrior, but that doesn't necessarily Blue mean you'll fight anyone. Warrior. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's like the knights of the medieval times, the idea of the knights, not yeah. necessarily was protect the weak, uphold the good, blah, 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 blah. That's the idea. I'm not saying all knights did that. Obviously, no. that would be naive. But... Obi-Wan Kenobi, in my opinion, maybe this is just headcanon talking now, but in my head, in my headcanon, he is he represents the fundamental good aspects of what the Jedi are, are, are trying to achieve, what the Jedi truly yeah. stand for, and that's we never blah, saw blah, him blah, get blah, corrupted any time. The only time never. we saw him angry was against Darth Maul. Yeah, and even then, that wasn't was it? yeah. It was it was more grief than anger, though, wasn't it? I mean, I know that the two are very close in a mm. situation like that. But that's my canon. I know people disagree. Well, no, Obi Wan did this and extended comic canon two, three, seven, or whatever. But my Obi Wan Kenobi, my head canon, I is probably different. No, so. because for those that don't know. Jedi's lightsaber colours means different things. Yes, they do. Is we, it blue is more of the warrior aspect blue of the Blue is, as far as we know, is more of the warrior aspect. Yeah. Whereas green is more of the your connection to the Force, hence why loads of people on the council have a... Um, green lightsaber. Green. Except it, for, obviously, Mace Windu, because Mike... Um, they actually explained as well in canon, uh, in narrative form, why he has a purple lightsaber. Do you, really, do, do you know why he has I, a purple? I know why, but... Because think, he's, he's something like, he's one of the rarest Jedi... Apparently, this is a comic book out uh, no. that um, Wait, has maybe. the ability to balance dark and light. Yeah. And it's pretty clever, actually, because so, what happens when you mix blue and red yeah, paint? But the actual story behind the purple lightsaber is it's some, yeah, um, uh, Samuel, Samuel Jackson, Jackson can see himself in the big fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. it. But yeah, no, apparently the canon is that he's got dark side tendencies, but he balances it with the light. Yeah. So he's more that sort of, he will do whatever it takes to get the good thing done. Yeah. So he's a, would you say he's a chaotic good then? Yes. I would say, uh, yeah, he's he, definitely so interesting. Do you reckon that's why he beat Palpatine then? Because it's trying to say that the Sith can't balance that dark and light. So that's one why of, they turn to the dark side because the they can't re- balance one it One of out. the reasons that this whole rule of two with the Sith was made is because the Sith were worried that if they disappeared, there would be no balance for the Force because yeah. they themselves are aware that there must be balance. Yeah. Same as the Jedi. Yeah. You can't have light without dark. There must always be I equilibrium. Thought, like, especially the films try to portray it, Sith just represents greed and where there's power, they'll always seek more greed of Greed and it. power, Yeah. But that's Palpatine's ideals. Right. So it ain't o- every Sith then. How I- many how many other Sith Lords have you seen? Like, don't give yeah. me, uh, uh, it's said that the crystals in the lightsaber are alive. They're living creatures. Yeah. And they turn red for a Sith because the Sith pour all their hatred and malice and one ring to rule all that shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, same yeah. principles. And it's that greed the crystal themselves are grieving. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you know what colour a lightsaber turns? when a light side Jedi gets hold of it and cures that crystal. Go on, no. White. Really? Yeah. Wow. What does yellow mean? Because I know there's yellow lightsabers in extended... Uh... I don't think anyone knows. don't think anyone knows. No. As because far... a lot of... It's... They tried to say it's a it's... dark uh, Sith weapon. No, it's, it's... it's light. Is That's it? what Jedi guards have around the temple. Right, right. It's right. tried to say that they're basically relics. Right. They're like from... 
ages ago. And when you get to this level of God yeah, in a Jedi yeah. temple or something, you get given this lightsaber. Well, with the new extended, I don't know what's... See, I don't know what's considered canon and not canon. obviously there's only one black There, there, there was a comic book that... Um, I think he's called... The, the, the YouTube channel is called Bessie, and he readouts these comics quite cleverly. I, I'm, I've been listening to him quite a lot. And it explained how Vader got his red lightsaber. And it was saying, like, he had to make it himself. Palpatine dropped him off this planet. Mm. And he was explaining that um, the reason why the Sith have a red lightsaber is something like, it's no different than a Jedi lightsaber. Yeah, no, it's the same. But um, you're channeling, you channel emotions into your lightsaber. I just said that about two minutes ago. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying it makes the kyber crystal bleed or something. Yeah. Right, right. I didn't hear They're the blade part, so yeah. Living creatures. Right. Do you reckon the odds you like that explanation? There could be anything in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, they never invented underwear. They never invented underwear. Very fair point, according to George Lucas, yes. of course. Who said that to Carrie Fisher? Poor mm-hmm. woman. Anyway, um, sorry for the clap. What I want to talk about, we, we've. Yeah, I can't believe how much time has gone past, to be I honest think with been you. Yeah. One. Um. We've got to mention it before we go. Now, a lot of people have asked me to talk about this, uh, namely one particular individual who's from Yorkshire. She's a very dear friend of mine who listens to our podcast. Uh, is, with the recent episode of Doctor Who, was there subliminal messaging going on in terms of global warming? Doctor Who always has to be subliminal. It's always... Do you reckon it was too on the nose, Doctor Who has to be current and with the times. Now, before we go down this road, very, very quickly, I'm going to put my... Well, not my two pence in. I'm going to say I enjoyed the episode, regardless of what people thought. Um, If people think Doctor Who's getting too political, then I'm sorry you've not been paying attention. Doctor Who's always been political, especially more in the John Pertwee era. That was exceptionally political. That's all I'm saying. I don't think it, it, for me personally, it doesn't affect my enjoyment. Did you, I presume you've seen I the latest seen episode? Well, least to say it was an episode that explored, uh, for those who haven't watched the latest episode of Doctor Who, switch off now or just skip another minute or so because I won't be too long discussing this. It explored a future a, p- a potential future that what would happen to the earth if we didn't do anything about global warming and people feel that it was too political what's your take on it very very quickly but that's how people learn yeah i think so a lot so. of the thing that got me interested in science was fucking yeah. star wars star trek yeah. transformers <clears throat> all that yeah like the possibility of all this stuff so no, go for it, Doctor. Go for it, yes. You go for it. So I just thought we'd have our opinion on it. it I thought I mean, it was an enjoyable oh, episode poli- myself. They're telling us about global warming. Well, sorry, but it you is... can either put your head on the sand, <laughs> like in the there, sand. There was or you a can line in the episode, Doctor, that I thought was actually very true to the point, though. Even you can though, create or destroy. And she was saying the trouble is with global warming and people are still fighting each other um, over borders. Is like trying to arguing over who's doing the washing up of in a house that's burning down. That is what global warming is, is that yeah. we are aware of this issue, but we're too roped up in our own issues, whether it being personal or even political, over borders, what resources are left in the world, that no one's really looking at the bigger picture. That is the message the episode had. And I'm not going to lie, it was quite on point. Well, it might have been a little bit on the nose, but I think the point was very valid. It was. So at the end of the day, shows like this are going to have some... I have heard the ratings for Doctor Who are absolute plummeting. They that are. That last episode got 
yeah. a million less views than the previous one. And it it's a shame because the moment someone hears global warming, they roll their eyes and go, oh, yeah, okay, and walk off. Or some people listen. Yeah, that's just human nature, though. Yeah, you can't help that. Some people are idiots and some people yeah. care about global doesn't, warming. It doesn't affect me. I'm, I'm not one of these people that say, oh, this is a political episode, therefore I must not watch. No, I, I look at it completely neutrally, unbiasedly, if that's even a proper word, as a work, as a piece of fiction. And that's and how it should be. End of the day, my, um, very, very quickly, last point I'll make and I'll drop the subject entirely. I've always believed a good writer writes what he knows. And obviously, your life, anyone who's listening, Koala, anybody, if you ever become a writer, you were going to write certain issues that's affected you in your yeah. life. Some of them are going to be political without you even realising it. So I, so therefore, I think a lot of it can't be helped. It's just because politics affects everything. But that's all I'm going to say, dropping the subject entirely. Well, so, we are coming to our end. Yes, I'm very, minutes. I'm surprised how I fast that went. I don't even think I'm going to have to edit any of this out. We haven't sworn or nothing. No, no I have we? we are. Possibly. I um, think there was the occasional word. Yes, but, but um, oh well. Um, so yes, I've been koala. It took a while for you to remember your I name. Do, I do. Who's, please comment, subscribe, and by all means, if you know anyone who you think would enjoy listening to us, please share this video yes. to people who might need the morale boosting and i hope we can cheer anybody up and please subscribe unless you're listening to us on spotify and all that then we really appreciate you because we are getting lots of views on i believe so yes not lots but we're growing slowly itunes i have been dancing i have been dancing bear your ever faithful servant and i have been koala thank you for listening Look forward to these videos every sunday if we can manage if we can manage personal stuff going on For the next couple of weeks, that might not be doable. Okie doke. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.